Let's see here. Started off too fast here, didn't I? Give me a Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Rob Hale, and this is uh, the Withered Hand Ministries Daily Devotional. 6.15 in the morning, Monday through Friday. Let's open in prayer. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy, Lord. We thank you for a good day in church on Sunday. We thank you for our pastor and for our church family, Lord. We ask you that you bless them and protect them where they go this week, Father God, in their jobs and in their retirement and travels, wherever the case may be, Lord, that you put your hand upon them, Lord. And the ones that don't know you, Father God, that were there Sunday, Lord, we pray that your drawing of your Holy Spirit would press on them to come into the kingdom. Let's get all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to talk about Exodus. Our week's focus this week will be on uh, stay obedient in spite of injustice. Stay obedient in spite of injustice. Uh, Black History Month it is right now, and, and certainly Martin Luther King taught his uh, taught his people to to protest, but to protest in peace and not with violence, and to be a witness to injustice for the world to see. And the Lord blessed that mightily and brought people out of a, what I would call secondary stage slavery back during the early 60s and 50s and whatnot, where uh, people of a certain dem of a certain political party uh, were very very susceptible. Very devilish in the way they acted and the way they treated uh, the people of color. But anyway, we're in 2024 now. We've got a black vice president. We've had a black president. And I, I find more interracial churches nowadays than I've ever seen in my days, in my life. I'm glad to see it, too, finally. Glad to see it. I really am. Um, if in the kingdom of God there's neither male nor female, uh, then there's neither black nor white. It has to do with uh, or, or brown or pink or yellow. What do you call you want to pick green? I don't know. You know, it doesn't matter. We're made of God's creation. And if you go out and look at God's creation, you'll see all different creatures of all different colors that uh, populate his creation. And you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Each individual, spiritually and wonderfully made. And God knew you before you were even born. He knew your name before you were even born. He, knew, he, knew, he knows every hair on your head. He created you. And you were made to stand out, not blend in. You were made to be a, 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 the one who will stand for the word of God and, the, and, and his character and personage. And he'll, you'll, let him, you'll yield and let him live his life through you. It was cut short because of Calvary. Anyway, uh, in the beginning of the saga, a little history lesson, Jacob was told uh, to go down to Egypt <clears throat> to get some grain because God had spoken to Jacob's son 
Joseph through a dream and made him a second ruler in the nation of, of Egypt, able to store some, get some grain stored up for the famine coming. The famine came, and Jacob sat down his sons and whatnot into Egypt to get some grain so they wouldn't starve in the, in where they were staying up in the land of Abraham, or I guess uh, Israel, or whatever. But anyway, um, they ended up all going when they found Joseph II in charge. And when after Joseph died off, then the leadership in Egypt <laughs> began to forget the promises and the good things that Joseph had brought to the kingdom. And <clears throat> because they, uh, the Israelites started to multiply so rapidly and so greatly, uh, they made an executive decision to enslave them <clears throat> to try to keep them, their spirit down and their numbers down. Well, yeah, what happens when you, when you oppress God's people, they start to pray. They start to cry out to God. And that's God's people, so God's going to hear them. And God's going to act on that. And that's what we need nowadays more than anything else, is we need God's people to start crying out to God. Especially here in America, we need to be crying. We need to be crying out for justice, for being a republic, for being a rule, a country ruled by law and not by money, not by corruption. What we need, what we need, is God-fearing people becoming politics. going to politics, and we pray in Jesus' name that God would motivate God-fearing people that know the Word of God, know our God, Lord Jesus Christ, that they would go into politics. And, and and they would start bringing in right not only, not only right laws but the right enforcement of law. We got plenty of law in the book. We just need to enforce what we got. Otherwise, we're not a republic. We have chaos. That's exactly what we see nowadays. <clears throat> Things are fixing to get chaotic in Egypt. And these scriptures that we're going to read here: uh, slavery in Egypt, verse eight. Chapter 1 of Exodus. Now there rose a new king over Egypt, which was that knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when they when they're falls out any war, they join also our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land, therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. <clears throat> and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, pit hung, and Ramses, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel, and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve them, to serve with rigor and made their lives better with hard bondage and mortar and in brick and all manner of service in the field. All their service, wherein they made them serve, was with rigor. In other words, they made it hard on them. Very hard. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Sephara, and the name of the other uh, Puah. And he said, when you do the office of midwife to the Hebrews women, see them 
upon their upon the stools. If it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she'll she live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king commanded did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have you done this thing? And have saved the men children alive. And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not of the Egyptian women, not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come into them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied, and waxed greatly, very mightily. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, he made them houses. <laughs> it ends with that. And the commentary reads like this, verses 9 and 10. Pharaoh was afraid the Israelites were going to become so numerous that they would organize and threaten his kingdom. He made them slaves to kill their spirit and stop their growth. Slavery was an ancient practice used by almost all nations to employ conquered people and other captives. Most likely, the great pyramids of Egypt were built with slave labor. It says so right here in the Scripture. I don't know why it's the same, maybe. <laughs> Although Israel was not... a conquered nation, the people were, were foreigners and thus lacked the rights of native Egyptians. In other words, prejudice. There were levels of slavery in Egypt. Some slaves worked long hours in mud pits and others were skilled carpenters, jewelers, craftsmen. Regardless of their skill level, all slaves were, were kept under the eye of ruthless taskmasters and supervisors whose assignment was to keep the slaves working as fast as possible and there was specialists in making a slave's life miserable. Ancient records indicate that these cities were built in 1290 B.C. That's Ramses and Pua. Which is why some scholars believe Exodus occurred early in the 13th century. Looking at other evidence, however, other scholars believe the Hebrews left Egypt in 1446 B.C. How could they build two cities 150 years after they left? These scholars suggest that Ramses II, the pharaoh in 1290 B.C., did not build the cities of Pithom and Ramses. Instead, he renamed two cities which actually had been built 150 years previously. It was a common practice for Egyptian rulers to make improvements on a city and then take credit for building it, thus wiping out all records of previous founders and, and see the second note on 13 and 7. The Egyptians tried to wear down the Hebrew people by forcing them into slavery and mistreating them. Instead, the Hebrews multiplied and grew stronger. What the devil means for bad, God turns to good. Amen? <laughs> when we are burdened or misled, we may feel defeated, but our burdens can make us stronger and develop qualities in us that will prepare us for the future. Amen? We cannot be overcomers without troubles to overcome. Amen. We tr be true to God in the hard times because even the worst situations can make us better, better people in the long run. Hebrew midwives helped women give birth and care for the baby until the mother was stronger. 
when Pharaoh ordered the midwives to kill the Hebrew baby boys, he was asking the wrong people. Most midwives were friends, neighbors, and relatives of the mothers. These women showed great courage and love for God by risking their lives to disobey Pharaoh's commandment. Against Pharaoh's orders, the midwives spared the lives of the Hebrew babies. Their faith in God gave them courage to take a stand for what they knew was right. In this situation, disobeying the authority was, was proper. God does not expect us to obey those authority when they ask us to disobey him or his word. The Bible is filled with examples of those who were willing to sacrifice their very, their very lives in order to obey God or save the lives of others. Esther and Mordecai and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are some of the people who took a bold stand for what was right. Whole nations can be caught up in immorality, racial hatred, slavery, prison cruelty. Thus, it is important to realize that following the majority of the authority or the authority is not always right. Whenever we are ordered to disobey God's word, we must obey God rather than men. Did God bless the Hebrew midwives for lying to Pharaoh? God blessed them not because they lied, but because they saved the lives of innocent children. This doesn't mean that a lie was necessary the best way to answer Pharaoh. The midwives were blessed, however, for not violating the higher law of God, which forbids the senseless slaughter of innocent life. There's some good biblical answers there for your uh, for people's doctrine on uh, abortions and such. Uh, God's about life and living. Souls. Anyway. Father God, Lord, I pray that you bless them that hear this message. That you keep them, Father God, make your countenance to shine upon them, be gracious towards them. Let your loving kindness and your tender mercy guide them, protect them, surround them, and fill them, Lord, to overflowing for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of the souls that are lost, Lord. We ask it now in Jesus' name. We ask for Israel to have the peace of Jerusalem, Father God, from the river to the sea and all over the world, Father, and what that means for the kingdom. And we pray for Ukraine that they be delivered from the oppressor of Putin. We ask it all now. We, Lord, we ask you for the prisoners, the Christian prisoners in China and throughout all these third world countries, Lord, to be persecuted because of their faith, Father, that you set them free, that you set them in, in, in the freedom of, of their bodies, in our minds to be free from the situations to preach your gospel in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Goodbye and God bless.